0: Welcome. You are listening to Grace Capital Church podcast. Well, it is uh, going to be sad because you are not going to see that video anymore after this uh, this Sunday. We've this is the last Sunday of this series Veritas. And uh, how many people have enjoyed this series? Have you gotten something out of it? Um, I know that I've been challenged personally as well going through this. Uh, before we get into this last, um, this last message, though, I do want to point out a few people for you that are here just as a way of introduction. So Harold and Sherry Shaw, if you just stand up for a moment. Harold and Sherry Shaw serve as elders in our Pembroke location and with the transition of Rick and Lisa, although Rick is still here hanging with us. Uh, yeah, we love Rick. Uh, while his wife is uh, setting up shop down south, um, the Shaws have agreed to come down here and provide that elder oversight and leadership for us. Um, so um, you're going to see them on Sundays, and, and so please make sure you welcome them after service, but and give them a hand. Thank you guys for coming down here. Well, last week we uh, we talked about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and hopefully... You spent this week in life groups talking about that. How many people took the survey online, by the way? The survey online? It is still up. Um, you, If you didn't do that, you can take it and find out what are your spiritual gifts. Uh, I'd really encourage you to do that. But I know I've heard so many incredible stories of people who are starting to understand their giftedness and start walking out in it, and every single one in this room has the ability to respond, be filled with the Spirit, and He will give you gifts. For who? Not for us, right? It's for the body. So we want to encourage you to continue to seek uh, after that. Well, this is the last message, and and so we're going to be talking about the, the last book of the Bible, or I should say, really, what is the end game? So we started with the very beginning of what did God do to create this world created man, Adam, and Eve, and then we end with this idea that this world, as we know it, will come to an end. Jesus will return. I'm kind of excited for Jesus to return, aren't you? Sometimes I think, I just, maybe it's just me, but I wake up some days like, Jesus, you can come back any time, and I'll be okay with that, because I think it's going to be better when he comes into what it is currently right now. Well, I'm going to ask you this question as well. How many people have had one of those dreams where you all of a sudden arrive someplace unprepared? Like you're supposed to take a test and all of a sudden you did not. You get there, it's like, oh no, I forgot to study for it. Anybody have had that dream before? Okay, there's a few of us. I've had that dream. I'm going to be a little transparent here. Here's the other dream I've had before. Have you ever gone to a really important meeting and then you realize in your dream that you're just in your skibbies? You're just in your underwear. I've had that dream. Anybody else have that dream? <laughs> yes, somebody else had the dream. I'm not weird. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> but this thought of not being prepared just freaks you out. Like you wake up with a panicked feeling, and maybe, just maybe, you actually have arrived somewhere and you forgot to do what you knew you needed to do. For some reason, you weren't prepared. There's a time in college that I I was not prepared for a French exam. I knew it was going to take hours and hours and hours to study for this final, and I just did not prepare. So unfortunately, I, I did like my creative mind is. I thank the Lord I've grown in my character. And by the way, kids, do not ever try this. I would not suggest it at all. But, so I knew, how was I going to get a good grade? Well, I, I wouldn't cheat. But what I did do is I found the professor's previous exams, and I knew it was multiple choice, and I did some statistical analysis to find out how many, if I just picked a letter on A, B, C, on, or D, or E, on a multiple choice, what would be the chances of this professor, if I just picked a letter, that I could get a passing grade? I found he liked C. And so, sure enough, that exam, I was done in five minutes because I did C, 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 C all the way down. Unbeknownst to me, the day I got this this exam back, I ranked one of the top in the class. Shamefully, I said that because I was not prepared. I don't know how I got rewarded for not being prepared because typically you don't. You don't prepare. You lose out. You miss out. You're not ready. How are you feeling about your relationship with Jesus? Are you ready for him to come back? Do you feel completely, okay, Jesus, if you come back tonight, I'm all set. How how about maybe, are you okay, are you ready to die today? Because there are two options in front of us. They might not happen, and actually we live our life not really thinking it will happen. But the reality is, each one of us could die today. And the reality is that Jesus could come back today. The Bible says that no man knows the time or the hour of his return. And it could be today. Are we prepared? Are we ready? Kind of a sobering thought. Jesus talks about this as well. If you turn to your Bibles um, or your devices and look with me at Matthew chapter 25. This is a parable, it's a story that Jesus himself is telling. It's the parable of the ten virgins. I'm going to read it to us, for us. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamp and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go gather This word that sticks out for me in this reading is found in verse 10, and it says, and those who were ready, those who are ready. This readiness, this, this parable really talks about being prepared, doesn't it? You have ten virgins, and, and they're, they're all there kind of with the same intention, waiting, waiting, But there's some that go in and then there's some that don't. And what is the difference between those who go in and those who don't? It's summed up in this. Preparedness. The question we have for ourselves today is are we ready for Jesus' return? The next question we must ask is well what makes us be ready? Well look in the story. Some had enough oil. They they anticipated his return. They didn't know when, but they were living a life of preparedness. The others, they kind of had an idea, but they didn't really buy in fully because their oil ran out and they weren't prepared. And then when it became too late, they scurried off to go get some more oil. But guess what? It was still too late. Are we living our life ready for the return of Jesus Christ? Because in the book of Revelation, this is why it's called Revelation, is because it's, it's the Apostle John's revelation of Jesus Christ and his return. And how there's going to be this, this new kingdom that's going to be established, a millennial reign, a, a thousand year reign, and then afterwards there's going to be the old earth passes away, and a new earth comes, and there's this new Jerusalem. But it all starts by our preparedness. In Luke chapter 12, there's a great, uh, another great story of, in Scriptures of a, of a rich guy. He, he had an incredible harvest. And he says, you know what? Life is going so great for me. I'm going to tear down these barns, build bigger barns. And Jesus rebukes the guy. He says, you know what? you're so foolish. Do you not even know that your very life is going to be taken for you tonight? But yet you make plans like there is unlimited time. And are we living our life this way? Are we kind of thinking, you know what, I'm still pretty young. I've got a long ways to go before I'm going to die. And actually, you know, everybody in every generation feels that Jesus is coming back in their life and... uh, He's probably not going to come back in ours. It's great to think that, but can I tell you what? There will be a generation that he will be coming back, and it could be ours. But if we make the assumption that we have all this time, and if we have, uh, he will, Jesus is not coming back anytime soon, then we're not going to live a life prepared. How ready are we for his return? You see, when he returns, there is going to be this opportunity to meet him and where he's going to say, well done, good and faithful. Or there's going to be an opportunity for, for us to kind of like be cast out, be not on, on the inside, but we're on the outside, like the story of the ten virgins. The doors get closed. There are some who made the banquet. There's some who didn't. Faithfulness. Those virgins that were prepared were faithful. What makes us faithful? To be full of faith. To believe, yes, we know that our first connection to our Father in Heaven is first and foremost found in our belief in Jesus Christ and receiving what He has done for us. We can't earn it. We just receive it. But we go on and look at later on in Matthew 25. Then he talks about this final judgment. He says, when the man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne talks about the sheep and the goats, and he's going to separate the sheep from the goats, and and the sheep have a certain uh, qualities and characteristics, and the goats have certain qualities and characteristics, and he separates them, and he separates them from those who are faithful and those who are not. But also this, those who are faithful have accompanied with them good works. Remember in James it says, faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. So believing is just not enough. I think Some of those virgins believed they were there waiting. But they didn't live their life prepared. They just probably did the bare minimum to try to get by. And are you willing to take the risk of just going the bare minimum to try to get by? Because it might not be enough. Because there are some good works that need to accompany our faith. In verse 35 of chapter 25, it says this, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. See, this is what Jesus says. These are the qualities of those that that Jesus has received. When I was in prison, you came to me. Then the righteous will say to him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and clothed you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. See, those are the qualities that are marked of a faithful person. That has faith with deeds. That helps us be prepared. See, when when Jesus closed the door and the virgins came to the door and says, "Master, Master, please let us in." Desperation. He said, "Sorry, guess you know I never knew you. I never knew you." I would encourage us. By the way, I've heard of the amazing thing you you did with the In His Image event faithfulness, faith with deeds. Good job, church. Good job. That's amazing. But we also have to say let's not stop on one event. When somebody's sick, Bring them a meal. Let's get practical. What does this look like? Stranger, invite somebody to your home for a meal. By the way, there are people here that you don't know in your own church. Find a person some Sunday and say, you're coming to lunch with me. Or make an arrangement to do that. If you're not so spontaneous, say, can I have your number? I'd love to invite you over sometime. Prison. I've had the privilege, I didn't know, I could never really relate to that scripture until last year. A gentleman from our location in Laconia ended up going to prison, and I had the privilege of every week going and spending some time with him. I'll tell you what, boy, I felt the presence of Jesus every single time I visited him. Because the reality, what this scripture is saying, when we're doing it to the least of these, we're actually doing it for Jesus. You want Jesus to know us? We need to begin to live our lives in this readiness where this faith and deeds collide. You guys are looking kind of like depressed. <laughs> like, like, this, this should not be a depressing message. We should be excited about, okay, all right, all right, this is what I need to do. All right, maybe I'm not living as prepared as I should, but guess what? Today's a new day, and we can live prepared. We can live ready. Don't be somber. Be excited. But the way some of you guys are looking at me, I don't know. It's horrible. It's just like, man, you're just going to go and pop some pills afterwards after this. See, it's like, no, please don't. <laughs> I want you to connect with Jesus. Oh, Because here's what's at stake. Yes, our eternity for sure is at stake. But there are a lot of people around us today as well. That their lives are at stake because the only way that people get to hear the message of Jesus and get to experience his presence is through people like you and me. And so we need to decide at some point in time, are we going to just kind of live just hopefully barely enough to hopefully maybe get in or are we going to go all in? And be like the other virgins. They're so well prepared. Their their lamps are full. They are every day, they're saying, fill me with your spirit. I want my gifts to be used. I think this is so great that this message comes right after the gifts message because this is how we stay connected. This is how we stay purposeful in our relationship with Jesus. When we're filled with the spirit, our eyes are going to be open to the needs around us. So it's no longer do we just believe but now, all of a sudden, our deeds are going to follow what it is that the Holy Spirit is leading us towards. Are we living ready? That's the question for us today. Now, I'm not saying about living perfect. We're human, we're going to mess up. But we're going to have to stay connected to Jesus so he knows us, he knows us intimately you got to spend time with him. you got to be the places where, that, where Jesus is. That's why he goes on to tell us this story about how we care for people. The weak, the vulnerable. That's part of what we need to be doing as a church, to care for those. But it starts here. Do you realize, I love, Pastor Jesse, how you led us in that time this morning? Because you realize that we are all weak and vulnerable at points in our life and we need each other to just somebody come and pray with us and encourage us and build us up. But it's a great balance of caring for one another and then reaching out into our cities and our communities and caring for those as well. In John 14, verses 1 through 3, it says this, that there's a house awaiting for us. The scripture says that in heaven there is a home that has been prepared for us, a home that has many rooms, and, and it's going to be a glorious thing. He's preparing a place for us. But for him to prepare a place for us, we need to live prepared. sobering. It is sobering. I want us to be encouraged, but it is sobering to think, am I prepared? Am I ready? But the choice is ours. We can be prepared. We can be ready, but we have to live our life every day doing something about it. John, where's Johnny boy? Are you you my background music guy? There's something about when you just wrap up a message, having a little music in the back. It's just like, oh, it's like soothing to my soul. Maybe it's just for me. Maybe it's not for anybody else. I kind of like it though. There's a slide that we have um, you can put up there. I want you to write down these scriptures. Um, if you have a pen and piece of paper, or if you want to just type it in your phone, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 8. Matthew 24, 26 through 30. Revelation 20, 4 through 6. This is talking about scriptures of Jesus' return. If you look in Matthew chapter 24, where we've just been hanging out, where it talks about Jesus is talking about Noah knows the day or the hour. He links it to the time of Noah. Do you remember the time of Noah? Well, the scripture tells us they were marrying, giving in marriage, they were feasting, and all it means is they were just carrying on with life. And for us, I wonder if we just kind of get busy carrying on with life that we're going to actually miss the very things that Jesus has for us, but the most important thing is being ready for his return. I have a sense, and the team had a sense as we were preparing this message, that, you know, of course it's been in God's Word here, and generations have read this before. But I have this sense of urgency that I feel like I need to share with you. That I would not take the risk of not being ready. I have a sense that the times that we're living in are interesting times. But it's going to require us a sense of readiness to be able to receive the very thing that God has for us. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. The scripture tells us nobody will know. Not even the angels know. But I do know that he's asked us to live every day ready for his return because two things are going to happen. You're either going to meet him up in heaven because you've died or he's going to come to earth and you're going to meet him face to face that way. But either once we show up in heaven or once he shows up on earth, it's too late, it's done. That's a done deal at that point. So for me, my takeaway is I'm going to try to stay close to Jesus. I'm going to try to allow my faith and my deeds to come together. I want to hear his spirit to say, are you ready? Are you prepared? I want to be like one of those virgins that is well prepared with a well stock of oil. I don't know when you're coming, Jesus, but I'm ready whenever you decide to come. That's how I want to live. Father, I do thank you so much for for who you are, your good Father who loves us. You've sent your son to this earth to instruct us of what's to come, of how to live. You don't leave us guessing on those things. It's written down in your word. Father, I pray that we would have this hunger and thirst for more of you. That we would not live our lives just just getting by, but we would go all in prepared, ready for your return. Lord, I'm mindful that when we say it starts with faith, there might be some here who haven't even started their faith journey yet by receiving you. And I want to give an opportunity for you to respond to that invitation. If you would say you don't know Jesus... you want to have a relationship with him, would you just slip up your hand? I've got a prayer for you. And today's your day. You can start that relationship. Anybody here in that way? Just raise your hand. All right. I'm going to assume that everybody here has given their life to Jesus or is at that place of wanting to be ready. The next thing is this idea of Jesus that you really want us to live more prepared. Anybody here that wants to say, you know what? I'm going to commit today to live my life in a more prepared way. If that's you, just slip up your hand. If you're already in that place, thank you, you can put your hand out. If you are already in that place of preparedness, praise Jesus. But I know for me personally, I know there are things that I could do. the partnership of the Holy Spirit to allow myself to even get more prepared. Now I'm not going, Jesus, I'm not going to the area of just works because works by itself is no good. But Jesus, I'm not just going to rely on a decision that I made once, but I'm going to match my faith with good deeds to care for the vulnerable and the sick, the strangers, Jesus, I'm going to find people to invite to my home. I'm going to make a meal for somebody who's sick. Well, maybe I won't. Maybe my wife will. Jesus, if you so lead me to go in the prison, visit somebody, I will. Jesus, open my eyes to the weak around all of us in our city, at our workplace, in our families. Let us, by the way we live, show you that we're ready, anticipating your return. Because Jesus, we know that you can return at any moment. In Jesus' name, If you would like to know more about Grace Capital Church or how to get a copy of this broadcast, please visit us online at gccnh.com.